friends, niggas from the south, niggas from the west, niggas from the east, and niggas from the north. We are back <laughs> for another episode another. of your favorite podcast, the Jigsaw Podcast. We are your friendly neighborhood Casa Negros. We I are. am Josh Rogers. And I am Brian Hare. And welcome to the Jigsaw Podcast, where we talk about everything, but in particular, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pump and circumstance of being black millennials. Since we here, millennial niggas trying to figure this thing out. That's all we are. Brian. Yes. How are you? Man, it's, as always, is a great day to be black. We're in the oh, land hallelujah. of the living. Mm-hmm. We're in the land of the living, so you know, just, yes. just glad about that. I can't complain. Well, I can't oh, complain, God. but, Ooh. you know, there's some good complain days. About. Had some... <laughs> some hills to climb. Some hills to climb. <laughs> you had some weary days. And, and some sleepless nights. Ooh, but when you look around and you think things over, mm. all of your good days, all of them, outweigh your bad days, and you what? Mm. I won't complain. Hit ah, Sometimes the clouds hang low. Mm. I can hardly see the road. Mm. I ask the question, Lord, why so much pain? Woo! But he's been good to me. He's been good to us. More than my weary eyes could ever see. I think those lyrics. <laughs> you know, I'm anyway, one. <laughs> let me tell you something. Hmm. So I posted a black man self-care. Run me light the candle. Monday. You did. I said, light a candle, my nigga. You, you did. Somebody responded to my story and said, I'm not a nigga. Can I still light a candle? I said, well, I was only talking to my niggas, but if you feel like you want to light one, then sure. So I'm, I'm assuming this is a, a black person. Okay. Listen, I've reclaimed the word nigga, and it is a gender neutral pronoun. <laughs> it is affirming. And he was like, oop, excuse me. I said, excuse you. I had to pull a favorite park on him. <laughs> I said what I said. Right, like so. he he decided to come in your inbox to try to say, well, I'm not this, I'm not that, to have a discussion about niggas being niggas or not being niggas or black people. No, he was just like, I'm not, a, I'm not an, I don't, I'm not a nigga, but can I still light a candle? And I was like, well, I was only talking to my niggas, so right. So if you're not one of my <laughs> niggas, then, then don't write again, yeah. nigga. Yeah, like. So anyway, I was just like the black. Some of the blacks just gonna black, mm-hmm. you know, in ways that you are are a little annoying. Yeah, unfortunately, but that's their business, I suppose. Well, you know, they are who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not gonna judge, but we are. I'm not judge. gonna judge. <laughs> Does Doctor Umar use the word nigga? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past the fact that he doesn't or does. You know, that nigga okay. is weird. Speaking of weird niggas, okay. I don't think this in the billboard. How you feel okay. about Mister Irvin? Kyrie, Kyrie, not Matthew um, uh, he's a weird nigga. Um, <laughs> irresponsible nigga. All the kind, of, all the kind of niggas we can say. Um, oh my God, uh, he. Oof, there's a lot. That's a really lot to unpack. The fact that one, he he put the link out there, which I'm not against you putting a link out there. You know, but then you got to stand by what you stand by, right? But didn't he say he didn't even watch it? Yes, he said I just posted it. <laughs> So that was so irresponsible, right? Okay. So irresponsible. But and then on top of that, there there's ways to be like, you know what? You know, uh, they gave him opportunity to uh, apologize or what have you. He stood by what he stood by. He didn't say anything. He, all he did was post a link, right? Yeah. So within that, you know, maturity would say, you know, I, I apologize for offending anybody with the link. Here are some things in that video, the documentary, if I had seen it, right, that, you know, resonated with me. I do know that there maybe are some, you know, some historical inaccuracies or maybe some potential anti-Semitic thoughts, ideas, and things of that nature within the documentary. Mm-hmm. However, these are certain things I feel like us as black people, 
the the few the meat of the of the documentary we probably should you know should hold on to um other things you know i can't i can't agree with that i don't agree with that i don't stand by those things but these are things i stand by um and, and that's all that it took that's just maturity it's you know intelligence right um, I do feel now that the, you know the the Nets are doing too much, or they're doing way too much. Yeah, I feel like um, they're trying to make an example, make him yeah. the, the the nigga on the lynching. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Um, mm. Other than that, like I just feel like it's really just immaturity. It's just ugh, unnecessary. Um, th- like there's ways that we we had the conversation. We had a whole episode about just shutting up. And if you do, sh- if you got to say something, there's ways about doing it. You can still mm-hmm. have your point. You can also acknowledge some things you agree with, some things you disagree with. Yeah, right. It it it, it is what it is. And he just failed it's, to do all that. And some stuff is for maybe for the group chat. <laughs> yeah, among your friends. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think the most egregious part about it all is that he didn't watch it. Yeah. Like you're supporting, <laughs> basically supporting, putting your support, major support. Mm-hmm. You have a huge mm-hmm. platform against something that you didn't even watch. Right. So, yeah. but he's I, just, he's, I don't know. he believes the earth is flat. He he's one of those people that think if he walks too far, he's gonna fall off the earth. Yeah, and he was an anti-vaxxer, like, and I, I'm I'm okay with people saying like, you know, I don't want to take the vaccine for whatever reason, but he never gave a reason or anything, no explanation. Again, we're not owed anything, but if you have a certain platform, then maybe you are, thought his balls was gonna swell up or something like Nikki's maybe like cousin. like Nikki's uh, cousin who ended up, <laughs> was cheating and ended up getting an SCD. Yeah, 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 but. <laughs> But we have a platform, you know, it's it's important to make sure you utilize that to the best of your ability. And should we speaking of platforms? My brother's out there killing it with these articles. You are doing a mighty, mm-hmm. mighty great job. <laughs> you know, a mighty Thank great you job. So much. And didn't somebody recently ask you a, a big label or big group ask you to do something recently? Or do you want to talk yeah, about the podcast? Or the, okay, okay, okay. Okay. okay, okay. All right. <laughs> but it's coming. All right. But it's coming. It's coming. It's your name's gonna be in lights. Your I name's gonna be in lights. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to thank you so much. I'm excited. Thank you so. I really like your hat. Oh, it it you know, finally probably mm-hmm. the reason why. Even though it's, yeah. it's it, it. Thank you. You're the one who bought me this hat. I appreciate you. I, I do. appreciate you. I try my best to support my brother. I've been having a really great hair week. Clearly, the hair is long. It's flourishing. It's Listen, long and all it goes. It got body. You see? You see what it does? <laughs> body, body, body. It just moves. It does. And I I found my I found my natural hair routine. And okay. <laughs> I don't have to worry about using the little spongy thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm doing wash and goes. Mm-hmm. I'm detangling once a week. Look at I'm God. conditioning. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm out here. I need to be on a box. Yeah. BL Organics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pattern I'll be doing, beauty. I'll be doing that after um after this because I got my hair cut and it's just Afro giving John Hanna. Um, <laughs> not John Hanna. <laughs> not Steve Harvey, 1998. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Talbert Swan. It's given. Aren't you going to the convocation? I am. My my, my woman of God said she wanted to go, so I'm. Was it the woman of God or was it you? No, the woman of God wanted to go. Mr. Vice President. Well, I'm I'm supposed. Well, I'm supposed to be working in in Charlotte this weekend. So, um, Mm -hmm. so what ended up happening was she said she wanted to go. I said, well, I'm I'll make this happen. So I arranged it. So we are going to Memphis. I'm just going to fly from Memphis to Charlotte. Okay. Back to Memphis, all in the same day to make sure I get my work obligations, but then also make sure my um my girls are happy. But then also, you know, um a lot of people want to see Brooklyn, so it's gonna be an opportunity to do some a few things. And it's back in Memphis, so might as well go back to the convocation in the Holy Land, and uh, and and go. Are you and you're, and you're not going? Okay, Arthur Wellesley. Um, 
because you you just took out a very yeah. <laughs> AFM schedule. Um, mm-hmm. no, I am not returning to the Mecca. Well, next not time coming. I be next time next time I go home, we'll be for a celebration, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the celebration of Final Five. I'm I'm going there for for Founders Day weekend. Oh, you going J Five in in Memphis? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, yeah. I don't know where I want to be in J Five. Um, yeah. Well, your line brothers are here. Mine are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go, and it's your first one, right? Yeah. So the weird Ooh. thing is, I, I think it's supposed to be working that week in Dallas. So that's gonna be. I'm sure it's gonna be a lot going on in Texas. Yeah, yeah. So but you haven't been to any national things, right? I haven't been to. Yeah, I haven't been to anything. National. I'm about to say because I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm there's, of course, noobs in Dallas, but, um, yeah, if you know somebody, that's a great opportunity to connect and. Get out in the streets because I'm sure there's gonna be some stuff. Gotta be some stuff happening. But um, no, I thought I thought about going to convocation one of these years only because I haven't been. Asher could care less because we're not coaching. But <laughs> I just feel like I wouldn't mind going like one weekend. Mm-hmm. But I would literally be coming in like a Friday and leaving right after official day because school. yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. We so we're we're. we're Essentially, we have chapter meeting tonight, so we're driving mm-hmm. after chapter meeting. Could be if, if we had taken a picture, it's picture day for our chapter. Mm-hmm. So if we weren't, mm-hmm. if, if we weren't taking pictures, I've been mm-hmm. on, online mm-hmm. on chapter meeting, mm-hmm. um, and and then yeah, so Friday, Saturday, I'm gone most of the day Saturday. Come back on Sunday. I need to go to a chapter meeting. Yeah, <laughs> just come, <laughs> come on over. Come on over. Be, be reclaimed. I'm trying to be reclaimed while I'm also a co-committed chair. Ain't that ironic? <laughs> so, so, my, so uh, our our chapter president, I'm using that word president. Uh, he was like, "Um, is Joshua part of the chapter?" <laughs> I said, "I said, well, <laughs> he is a part of a chapter. Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> he's a part of a chapter." <laughs> mm. What did he say? I'm interested. Go ahead, finish. He just wanted to know if you're part of the chapter. I saw you say you saw you. He said, "I saw you on a particular, um, uh, either I think it might have been for ASAs, mm-hmm. either not either social media or some type of video or something associated with ASA." He was like, "Is is he still with ASA?" And I was like, "Well, you know, yeah, he's still with ASA." Yep, that's all yep. we'll say online. <laughs> that's all we'll say. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll go into details a little bit offline. Well, I am, I am an official committee co-chair, and um, <laughs> yes, I am. I am. I am. I'm leading. You know, I'm leading the young men in the Botillion program. Oh, retreat, bless, your, bless your heart. All kinds of things. I am active. You are active, in, active. The, in the frat. You are active in the frat. Active in the frat. <laughs> that is all that matters. All that active matters. In the frat. Right. We just celebrated our founder recently. He been went on on November eighth. That was the day uh, that he. Right. Yes, the darkest day in our the history. The darkest day in history. Like, uh, we thank God for <laughs> Watson Diggs. We do. And his vision, his dream. He's a dreamer. His he was dream. a, wasn't he a dreamer? Ah, had a dream before MLK even he went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I see the light. I see oh, the light. My God. The light. It's red oh and white God. and it's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So, song of the week. Song of the week. It's it's mm-hmm. on theme. It's it's, okay. the t- it's the title of our episode. Are you gonna sing? Oh, are you gonna sing it? I'm. I would not. You can sing it if you want to. <laughs> I would not do that to the queen. First, I half. would not. All right, here goes. America, America has a problem.
it just makes me want to like start pop locking. Yeah, it's, it's good 80s. Alright, I'm gonna stop this. Y'all get the point. America has a problem. Because we don't want Beyonce to sue us. We don't. <laughs> but then again, I might want, because then we'll get something in the mail from Beyonce. Yeah, she'll know our address for sure <laughs> when she's sitting there cease and desist. <laughs> we want to go to arbitration. We want Beyonce there. Yeah, she ain't gonna be there. It's gonna be Mama Tina. It's orange <laughs> and blue. Blue. Like not niggas need to stop. Stop it. <laughs> Send me an unlimited supply of Ivy Park. I'll stop it all. <laughs> um, okay. So with that being said, I'm still next up. You ready to get into the blessed report? Talk about some black excellence. So ready. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We are at the blessed report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. We do great things all the time. And this mm-hmm. week on the blessed report, I have a very special person or very special group, the DJ team. They're located here in Atlanta. They the are DJ considered team. the DJ team. Okay. And the difference is clear. Atlanta's most diverse DJ <laughs> DJs, perfect for weddings, parties, corporate events, and more. Um, always, you know, the the, the D17 DJ team, excuse me. Had every single guest dancing. I'm just leaving some reviews. Okay. Every single guest dancing, celebrating, despite less than ideal weather conditions. Mm. Miles and Terrence compliment one another perfectly mm. and ensure that you and your guests have an unbelievable experience. Mm. Truly cannot beat their talent, professionalism, or quality. Shout out to the DJ team here located in Atlanta. You can get them, mm. or you can, you know, want to for any event, bar mitzvah, uh, um, day party. Never maybe. Did you start off with a bar mitzvah? <laughs> Listen, we 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 stand by our Jewish brothers and sisters on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Quinceañeras for our Latinos. They had a bar mitzvah on blackers. Let's roll. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Uh, so you can check them out at the DJ, the real DJ team.com, the real DJ team.com. One of the peer persons that are in part of the DJ team is actually my line brother, uh, Terrence Taylor uh, Ajapai. Okay, I know Terrence. You know Terrence. I don't think I know him. I know he's him. No, he's number. What was it, oh. nigga? I know you gonna stop right there. Cause I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gonna you gonna make me more lost. <laughs> it is forty five of y'all. I don't. He <laughs> <laughs> was twenty one. I don't, I don't and know. And I was fourteen, so it means that he was uh, he was eleven. No, uh, we have never do the math on online, but you know. So I know Terrence. You know Terrence. I met Terrence. You've met Terrence before. Have I hung out with Terrence? Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out. What, shout, shout out my nigga Dichie. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the blessed report. That is uh, the DJ team looking here in Atlanta. Shout out to Terrence Taylor. Uh, yo to the good noob. Um, Joshua, um, I yes. don't, unless I miss something. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody dies this week. A white man died, but you know. Yeah. Aaron Carter, oh. or, was, or, was it, or was it the brother? Wait a minute, which one did I kill? No, his brother. I think, brother? I think Aaron's the right, one, right? Okay. Or was it Nick? Nick, which one? I think it was Aaron. Okay, <laughs> we don't, you know. This is the bereavement. The bereavement. Yes, Aaron Carter passed away tragically. Um, so just prayers to that family. Yeah. But no, none of so what what you were trying to get me to say. Mm-hmm. Was that God stayed the hand of death? Because none of our black legends knew about it. <laughs> Not a one. Not a one. Not a one. All right. So All right. shout out to um, the, the DJ, DJ Twins. DJ team. 
the DJ team. <laughs> the DJ team. <laughs> the DJ team. Um, shout out to them. Glory to God. Glory. And um, all the people who they have dancing and doing it. We can mm-hmm. have, as Brian said, your bar mitzvah. What's mm-hmm. the Spanish word you said? The quinceanera. quinceanera. Mm-hmm. That one. And mm-hmm. um, your birthday weddings. parties, your weddings, your, your receptions, your retirement parties, your divorce parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it is that you have it. Your you child's first birthday music. party. Listen, that's, your retirement that's party. That's for us. Cause the child's birth, first birthday party is for adults. Mm-hmm. Nobody care about them kids because <laughs> they're not going to remember we don't anything care. anyway. Um, but if yep. that is all that we have, let's bunny hop on over to the Billboard. So this week... In the billboard, we're gonna talk about one of our black legends, Miss yes. Lena Horn. Lena, yes. she, she, she was Lena. fine. She was. My God. Um, fine. Lena Horn gets appreciated. The Brooklyn born singer and actress, the late Lena Horn, is the first black woman. We still do a black history first. So this is interesting mm-hmm. in 2022, but either way, we're gonna celebrate it. Um, <laughs> right. The first black woman in US history to have a Broadway theater named in her honor on Tuesday, Brooks Atkinson. Um, theater was renamed after Miss Horn. For those not familiar, Lena Horn is an actress, singer, civil rights activist. She was in a an amazing episode of um of a different world. I think mm-hmm. in his final season, uh, Horn joined the chorus of the Cotton Club at the age of sixteen and became a nightclub performer before moving to Hollywood. So, congrats to her and her estate and everyone um, that you know is able to celebrate that was, that was really close to Miss Horn. Now we just mm-hmm. said congrats to her, mm-hmm. but Drake of 21 Savage wants to say that it was also another her loss. Mm-hmm. Um Drake of 21 Savage dropped a collaboration album. Thank you so much. Entitled <laughs> Her Loss. But the album was met with a bit of controversy. So first mm-hmm. Vogue sued them because they recreated like a fake mm-hmm. magazine cover and they only seeking four million dollars. This is really them saying don't mess with our stuff because four right. million dollars to Drake and Twenty One Savage is pennies, and four million dollars to Vogue is pennies. Yeah, so yeah. what? Like what? Yeah. Just you should have just sent the cease and desist. <laughs> right. Been done at this point because I, literally when you're suing somebody with that much money, and you're only asking for four mil. Like suing right. us for four million dollars oh. would make me be like, <laughs> shut I'm the sorry. podcast down. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving to Canada, like <laughs> because I don't have capacity to pay four hundred thousand dollars. Let alone, you catch me on a good day, I can't give you four thousand dollars. <laughs> catch me on a worse day, I ain't gonna give you four hundred. So it just depends on where I am. How I'm feeling. Uh, but needless, needless to say, that's what they're suing for. So that was one issue. The mm. second issue is that, uh, so let's go here. So I don't know this man's last name. All I know is his name is Alexis Ohanianinen. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Serena Williams. <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Serena Williams' husband wasn't happy about a line that Drake referred to calling him a groupie. He replied um, to said lyric tweeting saying, the reason why I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best of whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter. He went on to say that he's grateful. Everything I accomplished before those hard combos in 2020 is irrelevant to me um, compared to the work. Junior will see me doing now, creating one multi-billion dollar company and seeding 35 plus more. Taught me a lot. And now we're going to scale that using the software plus empathy, right? So that was the second issue. He out here hating on Serena's white husband. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that white man does nothing but fearlessly love that black woman. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I, I I don't really care about interracial relationships, but it looks like that white man loves that black woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. The third one is a little bit more egregious. 
So on the song Circle Loco, which means mm-hmm. crazy circus. Did I get that right? Did I translate that properly? I, I think feel you like did. I did. Oh, uh, a track of Drake's new album, Twenty One Seven. Drake, Drake, or Drake, Drake raps. He says. She lied about getting shot. <laughs> I, I, I had to decide about what I wanted to say. I felt it rising up. I said, mm, I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there today. She lied about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. So I'm just going to, just, let's, just, let's just dive into it, Brian. Dive into it. Dive in. Mm, ain't that Trey? Uh, either uh, him or Pleasure P. I don't know one of them two. I don't know. I don't know no Pleasure P. So it got to be Trey. Um, <laughs> So, why do you think Drake did this? This line in particular. Because uh, we know he was throwing shade at Serena Hill they used to date. Yeah. Um, maybe because, I for for talk maybe, but also, is he cool with Tori? Like, remember him and Tori like friends? Like, him and the Leprechaun used to hang out. They had pictures they, of them Canadian, out. you know, brothers and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It was it was distasteful. It was people go saying double entendre, and I think they used to wear. I'm sorry, these Twizzler minis. You got to get you some of these. <laughs> they so good. Are they My watermelon. Feel? They the... are watermelon feel, strawberry feel, mm. and lemon feel in the same pack. And I'm holding those feels. Hey, come right. on! But you can only get them at the Family Dollar. Okay. You gotta go to the just like you can only get the Holy Ghost for the first time in the upper room. Come on. You can only get these at the family dollar. Yes, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody went up. This is a dollar twenty-five cent. Anyway. Anyway, double entendre is not an excuse because double mm. entendre literally means it has two meanings. Right. So saying that it's just wordplay. It's terrible wordplay. Right. Yes, he's DSA shots. And stallion mm-hmm. is a name for thick women, but that mm-hmm. we weren't really calling women stallions until right. Meg the Stallion became popular. We were right. just saying she was thick, she mm-hmm. a baddie, she a ten, she a yeah. whatever. Um, but we weren't really calling them stallions in that way. So yeah. we also know that he was loosely referring to Meg and the Tory Lanes incident. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Brian that as black men and as people outside of R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. We got to get to the place where we can still enjoy a person and their art mm-hmm. and still hold them accountable when they F up. Right. Drake is not above reproach. Oh, not at all. Um, I I enjoy Drake. I enjoyed her loss, but I feel like I listen to it now with just a, a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth only mm-hmm. because not only was not only because Drake is Drake is smart. He knows the Internet. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. This was intentional. Yeah, people were he talking knew about it, it. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And while he can say I wasn't talking about Meg in that line, he knew like he knew the wordplay of it all. Yeah. So to sit here and say that it wasn't that, bro, it it is that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can enjoy her loss and still critique or just like on Beyonce's Cuff It. Like this is totally different, but I don't sing that part when she says she want to go missing because I I don't know what she meant by that. <laughs> Listen. I feel like she's talking about going to some remote place and getting off the grid. Right. I feel like if my normal nigga self said that, <laughs> I will end up on a on a milk carton. And I'm not trying to do I'm not trying to speak that over my life. At, at all. I so I say that to say I feel like we can get to certain points of a song and not ride with e- okay, I'm gonna take you to another lyric. Mm-hmm. Enchance the rappers, no problems. Okay. 
Lil Wayne says something about um I have to actually rap it to say it because it ain't it ain't it ain't top of my brain. Give me one sec. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second, puzzle pieces. Here we go. You don't know zero problems, okay. Came out of IKEA. That's such a good verse. It's a good song. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Lizzie, they be on steroids. Free to Carter, niggas need to Carter. Sacrificing everything, I feel like. Now, I'm not saying he know Jesus Carter. I'm, I always get very quiet right there. Because there's some things that are just too far. There's too far. Right? So I make these examples to say that I feel like we can still enjoy art while yeah. critiquing certain points and disagreeing with certain spaces. And while those things don't necessarily offend me in terms of like that that's that's a part of my faith. So I don't rock with that particular line. But I enjoy no problems. I enjoy her loss. I actually think Circle Loco is one of the best songs on the album. That line kind of ruins that for me mm-hmm. in, in a way. But I don't know. You you have did you have any additional thoughts on that, Ryan? Uh, I, yeah, I just to me, I just <clears throat> I just kind of said it. Like I just think it was distasteful. Yeah. Um you could have left that line out. I know what you were trying to do, what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. but it just it, it just discredits again Meg the Stallion's claims um, that she was shot, right? Yeah. And you also going to consider the fact that, like Drake's platform is much larger than Meg the Stallion's. They're in the same field, but Drake is going to get way more spins and way more listens than Meg. Oh yeah, and you know the, oh, yeah. the court of public <clears throat> opinion is 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 a thing. So if, if everyone keeps saying like Meg didn't get shot, Meg didn't get shot, Meg didn't get shot, and she's saying yes I did, yes I did, yes I did. If more niggas are saying no, then what's gonna happen? More people gonna be like, "Well, she lying." She lying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out why would I? And I just want to. I, I believe me, right? But I'm trying to figure out what would she gain from lying about right. getting shot by Tory Lanez? Right. I'm trying to because she has not like this has not helped her career, Mm-mm. and she's she's dub she's she's standing ten toes down. So I'm trying to figure out because usually people in this situation will eventually. If it's hurting their career like that, mm-hmm. like she ain't like lost no money, I don't think. But like, if you're in a space where you're always in the news, like eventually you may like concede to the point of, you know, well, maybe it wasn't him. Like she ain't changed her story. Nah. Um, nah. So I'm just trying to figure out what benefit that is. The second thing about it is, I wonder if like he tried to holler at Meg and she turned, because you know, Drake is good for throwing shots and putting lyrics about women who turn him down. Yeah. Shots out to Kanye. Kanye did that too. Mm-hmm. So, and Drake is good not for good that. territory. Drake is, and I love Drake, but I feel like Man of God got some real light skin insecurity issues does, when it comes to women. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because think about this: Drake was not attractive. Drake was not attractive when he was younger. Like just, just mm-hmm. to be honest, he's not the most attractive person right now. He just has a lot of money, which makes a him lot cute. of money, a lot of swag. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he he can then he can rap, then he can sing. He's a hell of romantic. You know what I'm saying? He's he has all these in, 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 in endearing qualities, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm pretty sure when he was younger, he was the awkward. Half black, half Jewish kid. Shout out to nigga old Yeah, so he wasn't like an attract. He wasn't like a, a sex symbol. You know what I'm saying? Um, or an attractive dude. But now he's that guy, and he probably thinks he can get with anybody. And if somebody does turn him down, and it's like, oh snap! Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm Drake. Like, why would well, you do that? I'm gonna say this real quick, and I'm gonna throw it back at you. Mm-hmm. Where was all this energy with with, with Pusha T? Oh, he didn't have none. Pusha T destroyed that nigga. <laughs> He, he he! Mind you, he killed he killed me, killed me meal like he destroyed oh, because back to back was. I go back and listen to back to back. It's just some, it's just great stuff. But then again, Meek Mill wasn't is not Pusha T. 
Nick That's Mill true. was not gonna go to the the lengths of <laughs> uh, filth. Like Pusha T has nothing to lose in life. Like mm-hmm. that nigga wears braids to this day. Yeah, Pusha Individuals. T. Pusha T understands his audience and his range, <laughs> and he does not care. I still right. feel like Drake could have responded, even if it wasn't as damaging. Mm-hmm. He could have, and the court of public opinion was gonna ride for Drake. Yeah, but the fact that he didn't, right? And I hate to put this on Drake, but it's like you got this energy for all these women, Serena, Meg, all these others. But when it comes to like, you know what I'm saying, this nigga who literally called out your hidden child, talk about your friends getting shot, or about to get killed, like your friend you about were, to die. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> like you were, you were quiet, bro. So as and so, I can't help but to think about some of these things when it comes to this. And I really feel like if Meg wanted to, she could get on a mic. And probably lyrically destroy Jake in a in a comeback. I feel like I, I feel because she's a rapper, so I feel like she could come with some heat and like boom, 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 boom. Um, I just don't know that she's gonna do it. It would be yeah. super interesting if she did. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and especially if it's a situation where like he tried to hit, try to get at her, and she was like, "No, nigga." But think and about she this: got the, what if she got them? Like, what if what if the, what if the album cover to the diss track was like the screenshot, <laughs> right? Oh, the, the receipts. <laughs> Be too messy, right? And mind you, remember you remember Drake and Rihanna fell out because Rihanna was on some like this nigga Drake is acting like a. And you remember what's it on the on the VMA when he tried to kiss in the mouth and she gave him the cheek? Yeah. yeah, like they they fell out like for real. So it's a mm-hmm. you know he's he showed his he's shown his his ways. I, I still yeah. I'm still his biggest his fan. You know? I'm still like, a Drake fan, I'm but always, like again, I've been rocking Drake since day one. Um, well, well, if day one started <laughs> in 2021, then yes. <laughs> Maybe January first, twenty twenty one. We can go. We can do that. <laughs> this, this nigga randomly texts us out the blue. This song is dope. <laughs> We're like, man, Chris, like what? <laughs> it's because he's going on a Drake binge. He decided one day I'm gonna get this nigga a chance, and he's like, get, he's getting his life together just <laughs> just randomly. We're like, okay, welcome ten years later. <laughs> That's it. I said black here. Let me get this black man a chance. Let me get this black man a chance. All right. So Aubrey, you know, we love you, brother, but do better. Um, speaking of black people that aren't too problematic, Wakanda. The citizens of Wakanda are coming back and the wait is over this weekend. Yes. Convocation weekend. Yes. Official day weekend. <laughs> now, not only will y'all be going up and waving your programs in the air for no apparent reason at all, mm-hmm. we will be putting X's on our chest for really no apparent reason at all because Black <laughs> Panther 2 is back. Um, right. The longer way that Disney and Marvel Studios release Black Panda, um, Black Panda, <laughs> Panda, 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 uh, Black Panther will come to forever. Where is that man? Where is designer? Just speaking of. <laughs> he was online recently crying about uh, takeoff. Okay, well, God, ooh, I'm grieving too. So I ain't gonna even talk about it. I ain't gonna even talk about it. I ain't gonna even talk about it. But designer, designer was in the special ed. Because <laughs> all, all I know in that song is I got bras in Atlanta. Anything it. after that, I cannot make out <laughs> any English word. Right. Um, but this ain't about designer and Panther. This, I just used the wrong word. Black Panther, what kind of forever his theaters were a wide box office projection for the film. Um, it's estimated to open up between 107. That is a lot of money. 175 to 185 million dollars domestically, with at least another 180 million dollars abroad for worldwide kickoff. Starts to about 365 million dollars. Um, those figures will give the movie the third highest opening weekend of the post-pandemic world, following Spider Spider Man No Way Home was so good. 
So good. So good. And Doctor so Strange good. multiverse had me speaking in tongues. Listen, I, I did not like that. I didn't. And I watched Ghost it on the plane. Me, and brother, the wife beside me was. <laughs> I was in the theater by myself. It was like the devil is a lie. It was you in the theater was, by yourself. Yeah, I went to that during the day. You know, I work oh, okay. Home, so okay. I went mm-hmm. through the day. And that's why I go see my movies during the day uh, by myself. But yeah, I had, I was speaking in tongues, third eyes and just witchcraft and spells Going into and the, the, the depths and, of hell and demons coming to help you. Listen, coming I, was, I was rebuking. I was rebuking all the things. I did not it like, was I, actually a pretty good story, but all yeah. that stuff. It was just a lot. Like, it, it was, was too much. Mm-hmm. So anyway. It'll be third after that. Brian, are you going to see it? Are you going? I know you'll be, you just said you will be in Memphis. So you going to wait till next weekend or? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to talk to the missus and see if there's a situation where she wants to see it or I'm going to go see it by myself. Okay. So if, I, if, it's a, if, it's a, if she don't want to go see it, I'm going to go see it Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to try to get tickets this weekend. So either Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Because if I already decided because I'm going out of town and our nations had us in church to like 3.30 last week. Because of the, the church. The, it was ordination. Oh. We can talk about that later too. Um, shout out to shout out to my friend Jerry becoming associate pastor or executive pastor. I don't know what actually type of pastor, but he is a pastor. He's a pastor. <laughs> He's a pastor at the All Nation of Atlanta. Um, yes. But yes, um, it was a long service. So I said, first of all, I've had enough church for two weeks. And, <laughs> <laughs> but really, because I'm going out of town Sunday night, I'm spending right. the day getting my life together. So yes. I might go Sunday, spend that extra time with the family because uh, I know Friday and Saturday is going to be. Freaking ridiculous. Um, but anyway, let's move on to instead we were talking about Christ, now we're gonna talk about the Antichrist and yes. Elon Musk. Elon ah, Musk is making he he didn't he didn't this 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 Twitter acquisition is final and he is doing everything seeming like to destroy the social media company. Since Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, he let a thousand employees claiming that the social media company is losing four million dollars a day. He's also now starting to charge eight dollars a month for a blue check. All of this, in addition to 500% increase in hate speech, he also got rid of all the black ERGs that existed at Twitter. So there are no more black employee resource groups. And the Ghana Africa office just opened last week and he just fired about 80% of them. He laid off 80%. So he closed pretty much the Ghana office days after he opened it. It's the Antichrist, which means black people, we are, you know. Jesus is black. He don't like black people. It makes like sense. It, it makes, makes sense. sense. And so Whoopi Goldberg, among other black celebrities, are leaving the platform. Sister Mary Clarence said this. <laughs> it's been a little over a week since Elon Musk took over Twitter, and this place is a mess. So Sister Mary <laughs> she come there clean that Catholic church, but she can't go clean that Twitterverse, okay? She said, I'm getting off the day because I just it just felt like it's so messy. That is interesting from a woman who's on a show that talks about pop culture. Stuff mm-hmm. being we, you know, the, the irony in that. Um, and I'm tired of now having certain kinds of attitudes blocked now by getting on, so I'm going to get out. And if it settles down enough, I'll feel more and I feel more confident, maybe I'll come back. But as of tonight, Whoopi Goldberg and her lack of eyebrows are done with my Twitter. Get out of here, get off of this, get off of this. <laughs> Goldberg had an eyebrow since I've been born. You hear me? She ain't tried to paint them on, she ain't tried to draw them on, it's just yeah. been skin. For years, okay, okay, she and we've been letting her live. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be like, until I do right by you, until you do right by me. Celia <laughs> didn't even have eyebrows. Do you hear me? Until you do right by me, everything you even think about is cool. You know, Color Purple is on Netflix for those who really enjoy the movie, like myself. It's it's so quotable. 
So oh, quotable. Such a good movie. It is my favorite film of all time. But get me started a bit. House, you know, um, the house is for sale, and I think in, I think the color of our house is for sale. But I really, think, yeah, I think so. I think Ooh. I saw that somewhere on social media. Interessante. Um, okay, thinking about the world, let's talk about the world for a minute. Nick Cannon is trying to single-handedly <laughs> repopulate Earth. He yeah. just announced, it has been announced today, that Nick Cannon is now welcoming, Brian, his 12th <laughs> child Jesus. into the world. Uh, he is having a baby with Abby D. La Rosa. Um, the DJ is preparing to welcome her third baby with Nick Cannon. They also have 16-month-old twin sons, Zion and Zillion. Um, but the Wild and Out star is also dad to catch this. 11-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, mm-hmm. with his ex-wife, Mariah Carey. Five-year-old son, Golden. 22-month-old daughter, Powerful. One-month-old, Reese, with Brittany Bale. Nick also shares a four-month-old son, Legend, with Brie Tessie. And a one-month-old daughter, Onyx, with Lanisha Cole. Now, these women keep saying he's a good dad. Mm-hmm. But there is no way that you can be an active and present father mm. in that many households. It is right. and with with the type of work schedule that Nick Cannon also has. It is mm. impossible. What is the end game here? Right. I'm right. getting gravely the, concerned. Me too. And shout out to Lanisha being dark skinned because the rest of them are all racially ambiguous. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. He ain't having no black babies. Yeah. I mean they're black babies. But you see what I'm you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that's been my that's been my concern mostly because they're all racially ambiguous, you know, or not or non-black. You know what I'm saying? Like that was an issue, and you hoteping nigga, and you ain't got no black girl. <laughs> like, come on, let's do let's do better. Yeah, but so could you have twelve children, Ryan? Can I Did do you what? even want twelve children? No, no, no. Well, oof, it depends how rich I am. Am I like if you were Nick Cannon rich, would you want twelve children? Nah, I feel like Nick Cannon rich. I will still be broke with 12 kids. I wouldn't give them everything. You know what I'm saying? I want to give them everything. Jeff Bezos rich? You know, yeah. Give mm-hmm. me, yeah. If I'm like a multi-billionaire, I, I could take 12. Ain't no way in the world. But why would you, but why would you want that many kids? Like, you can't really... I feel like they have all different personalities. I feel yeah. like you can't really spend quality time with 12 kids. Yes. Um, going on a trip, you, again, you can't have quality time with 12 kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his setup is like, bro, you, you're not living in any of these households. So you're literally going from place to place, pillar to post. Um, you know, that it's just it's just a lot. It's I've seen cheap about a dozen. And I don't want that for my life. I don't. I wonder what Moroccan and Monroe feel. Because they don't right. like this. And right. they, I feel like as they get older, they're going to start looking at their dad differently. Because again, there's no way you can be present. And th- and I feel like he's not done. No. And I feel, I feel bad for Mariah Carey. Like, you chose this nigga. Like, you married this nigga. You like, married him. You married him. And now, like, at one point, Nick Cannon was, you know, doing all the things. The, he wasn't the Nick Cannon that he is now. What do you mean? As like far this, as like him. You like like this. I don't care. Getting all these women pregnant. I'm a, like like this. All this whatever he's on now. He wasn't that Nick Cannon when they got married. Yeah, but I'm saying like I feel like uh, it was he, uh, the Nick Cannon that she married was great, but now it this deteriorized. And uh, I want to say yeah, that sure. it's kind of like now if you go to her Wikipedia page, she was married to Nick Cannon. Then you go in there and type mm-hmm. in Nick Cannon. It's like oh snap! Like Mariah Carey used this nigga you chose, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because she's so, gonna, she's gonna be in that list of baby mamas too. I mean, it's just a fact at this point. Yeah, so you know, sorry, Mariah. Right. Sorry to the sorry to the women because that is not okay. Um, 
Speaking of children, the baby, he is mm-hmm. down bad, down bad, down mm-hmm. bad. Back in August, his New Orleans concert was canceled because he tried to book a show at Smoothie King Arena, and them mm-hmm. girls said no. Ooh, that was a little bit too much. Pack it out. You're going to the same place Bruno Mars and Beyonce right. and all the other Jay-Z and them go to pack out arenas. And the baby, right. you thought that you could right. pack out an arena? Not a chance. My guy. So they canceled that show. A little bit later in the year, earlier, he in, in September, um, he said that his album sales were low because he had been blackballed. Brian and I had previously discussed mm-hmm. that that's likely not true. His album sales were low because he probably he's been putting out trash music. Yes, <laughs> it has very little to do with him being blackballed because, as you can see, mm-hmm. Drake, Kanye West, it's a bunch of toxic bad niggas mm-hmm. who are wildly successful in this doing, game. Doing great numbers. <laughs> doing great numbers. So, my friend, Future. Oh, now, yeah. Future, now, Future has embraced his toxicity. King. It's just who he is. Mm-hmm. But I, what I will say is that it is the consistency of his, his thoughts and his perspectives that regardless of all of that, the right. man does numbers. Baby just ain't. Chris Brown. There are so <laughs> many examples. <laughs> Right, of 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 men who have done terrible things and have remained um, near the top or at the top of their game. The baby doesn't have that same story. Um, but the latest thing mm-hmm. that came up mm-hmm. is that he has a show coming up in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, and the venue, according to the website, Brian did a little research, only holds a thirteen hundred people and is standing room only. Okay. Man, a guy has a BOGO sale. Like, pay hey, <laughs> Buy one, get one. You buy one ticket, you get another ticket free. <coughs> like, pay less. Man, like, pay less. Man, a guy's down. But it's like it's like a public special. You get one pack of cereal, you get another pack free. Okay? And here, but here's the kicker. They also still have single sale tickets. Also. So if you just want to support the man of God and buy 42. <laughs> and here's the other kicker. For a the baby concert. The tickets are still only a whopping forty-two dollars. <laughs> wow! It is not an expensive. We were just talking about Beyonce being almost a G and a half, right? And Meta God is giving you a fraction of that for. And then listen, it's going to be a three-hour show, a three-hour show for forty-two. Is, I don't know what the baby got to say for three hours. I was about to say that's about my question. Like, unless you got an opener or something, like, but they got to like, have an opener. For three hours? I don't know what the man of God going to say for three hours. I don't think I've ever paid less than $42 for a ticket. Like, I don't know if I ever, and I've been to some nice shows. $42? That's, so, no shade, no shade to these artists. But, like, Music Soul Child, PJ Moore, I think, was around that $50, $60-ish okay. price up in there. But they also were in comparable venues. Center sure, stage, so they're I, not I big. Okay. Right? right? They're not big venues. But they were also able to pack out them joints Yes, without... You know what I'm saying? Bogo sales. <laughs> and this and this is what even PJ wasn't even at the height of his career yet. <laughs> no. PJ's at his height now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he probably could do something a little bit bigger like a Fox these days. Um, but yeah, he's 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 in there and you know it's almost like a cracker jack. You just you buy one thing, you're gonna get a prize, and your prize is another ticket. Gotcha. Um and so here's my beef. Mm-hmm. Take enter the chat. Oh lord. You need to get your friend because that's your boy. That's you and Lauren's he's, boy. He's, he's not smart. <laughs> that's you and Lauren's boy. Tank said, "You ain't big in every market. You would be surprised on some of the things I've, some of the magic I've had to work to make sure venues were filled. Some cities I go to, 
I have a th- I'm able to get a thousand people, other cities five thousand. Let me just stop you right there, Tamer. Because you're talking very small numbers in terms of concerts anyway. Like you talking about a mid-sized to small level artist. At one point, the baby was a massive rap star. Mm-hmm. Very he had a quick rise. Yeah. And he was big. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 pause because Tank, as much as we like you, you never reached a certain level of superstar. So let's just no. start there. You're talented. We're going to take that away from you, brother. But you never reached, not even the John Legend levels. The like you, you never got there, right? Yeah. Especially not no head. He never been a headliner. Like no headliner. in that level. No, no, no. And then you talk about you're not big in every market. I listen to Kev on stage podcast quite a bit, mm-hmm. and he talks about his shows and his tours quite a bit. And in talking about <laughs> that, what what I've learned, right? is that he's right now doing a tour in cities that he typically doesn't sell tickets well in. Mm-hmm. And some of the cities have proven him wrong and others have proven him right. And I think mm-hmm. he did this as kind of an experiment or whatever. Um, but what he's saying now is that I'm not going back to those cities ever again. If right. y'all want to see me, you're going to have to travel to the next closest city because because my, here's my thing, Brian. Why would you keep going to markets that you right. don't have a certain... If you can't get a 1,300 seat venue or capacity venue full right, right, right why are you going to that market exactly if birmingham ain't your market if 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 the niggas in mississippi and memphis or because you know memphis got a special kind of nigga down there so like people like that still responding to you bro go to um what's the minglewood hall in memphis sound like a very similar place where they at it's mm-hmm. one of them standing room only kind of places go there and, and rock the show out otherwise why is your people booking you in these places why are they trying to get you a smoothie king center Oof. That, you that look embarrassed. No yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, I'm trying to. Worst of all, did you go to a the baby show? No. Even if he did mess up. No. No. <laughs> like I'm, I, I've never like I, I was never on the baby train. Like in terms of like I, I, I don't say it like that as far as somebody like listening to music on a certain train. But it was never been a situation where I'm like, I'm gonna go see his show. There's there's other rappers who I love way more than the baby. Who I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be like, let me go see that show. Like, I love Rick Ross, like one of my favorite rappers out there. I probably can't tell you the line because I don't know lyrics, but he's one of my favorite rappers. I, but I've never said to myself, let me go to a Rick Ross concert, mm-hmm. right? Um, I prefer an RB concert, you know what I'm saying? Or if I do go to a hip hop concert, maybe like a 90s RB, like Bad Boys concert or a festival, but I've never, I don't think I've even been to like a, this is a straight rap concert, you know? I've never I've been even to seen Kendrick. Concert. Oh, shout out to you. Oh, I've never, I've never been ever. to, mm-hmm. I've never been to a Kendrick concert, and I've even though I wanted to go, I've never been to Kendrick concert. I've never been to Drake Cole. I've never been to Jay Z. I've never been to Drake. So, like the baby is on, on is not even on the the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, if you was like, hey Brian, I got this bogo, want to come to the concert with me, bro? No, was the key. We should do a social experiment and get to get us. We should send me your twenty one dollars. We go, we go, go get, we go, go, we go drive. Birmingham is up the street. Listen, I go, go. I do the bogo, and it's gonna be me, you, and ten other people. We are gonna be in there, we gonna be in there doing our thing. Um, right. Listen, so takes over the concert. The jigsaw takes. <laughs> we gonna we gonna do a we gonna do a live recap right after the show too. <laughs> just right there, just make it happen. Um, there's one more thing I want to say about that before we move on. Oh, I agree with you. I ain't really check, but I will say, Kirk, that album was an album. That's when he was at his height. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That album, whew, when I was working out at the ghetto, aka LA Fitness, mm-hmm. that thing, I think the baby was in my like 
top three play artists on the Apple replay thing because I played the skin off of that. It's it, it that is a good body of, and that's what be so upsetting about these mm-hmm. artists. That was such a good body of work, mm-hmm. and the fact that you went from that to what you're putting out today lets me right. know like some some ain't right in the water, low key. And let me add something to that. We're going backwards, but going forward. Mm-hmm. Is and it makes it worse that two babies came out at the same time. Ooh, and they had a song together early. Yes, and one baby is just continuing to just climb and get Take better and get better and get better, mm-hmm. and the other one is just she's just. Now I will know. say this last little baby album. Oh, the one, the <laughs> Mount Rushmore looking one on the cover. Okay. They don't last long. <laughs> we get it I'm not gonna talk about little baby on the show. We know you love them because it's everyone favorite joy. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviation. <laughs> we ain't been here in a minute, but since we're here, let's do it. The Houston Astros. This time last year. Let's start with this time last year. The Atlanta Braves. We, we, we're yeah. the World Series chant. Me and Brian was there doing the racist chant. We were. And stuff. And we was, he had me in the snow. A sinus was running. <laughs> I ate a $40,000 hamburger that wasn't even good. And right. we, were, so we were sitting around all the white Ooh, people. Disgusting. And it was rain. But it was free. We rode an Uber because Brian came to my house. It was an event. Mm-hmm. It was an event. It was an experience. Yes, and it was. it was big for the city. But this year, the Atlanta Braves didn't make it that far. It was the mm-hmm. Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, I want to pause right there. What is a Philly? Is it a sandwich? Child, not a Are the Phillies a nickname or colloquialism for the Philadelphia niggas? I'm trying to figure out what is a feeling. Is it back in the day they called fine women feelings? Oh. <laughs> like, what I feel like they were lazy with the nomenclature of this baseball franchise. Right. <laughs> That's just like me the Atlanta Atlanteans. What is it? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Let me go to their Wikipedia so I can figure out what it says. Figure that right. out. Why are you figuring that out? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this little story since I know all the things. Mm-hmm. They defeated them in the 2020 to win the 2022 series. Uh, but what we really only care about is their GM, Dusty Baker, becomes mm-hmm. the third black manager to win in a World Series and the only one to win as a player and a manager. So shout out to Dusty. That is that his real name? Uh, I doubt it. You know, okay, but I'm going to say, because if that's his real name, my God, his parents. <laughs> I know <laughs> I mean, we have some strong black names, but my God. Did you find out about the Phillies? Um, I didn't. I'm, I've got his Johnny. Is his name uh, Johnny Dusty? <laughs> Johnny B Dusty, and it's spelled J O. It's not. It's not like John. It's John. Mm. It's literally Johnny. So it's J O H N N I E. John. Mm, Johnny. Okay. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. So shout out it's to like the Astros. Looks like he just always had a, a toothpick in his mouth. He was <laughs> that kind of guy. <laughs> like he know how to change your carburetor. Yeah. Um, shout out to Dusty. All right. Well, that wraps up the billboard for me. All right, so um, we got to look, as you know, mm-hmm. election season has come and gone. Mm-hmm. And we had our midterm elections, and some things happened that we, we did. didn't like, and some things happened that were noteworthy and stuff like that. And me and Brian want to talk about it a little bit. So just grab your drinks, grab your coffee, grab your whatever it is you grab when you watch CNN. Meet us in the living room. Jesus. And we're going to have this, uh, this good, good, good living room conversation. Let's do it. Let's do 
All right, we're here at the living room where we, you know, it's probably out the, the, the meat of the, at the episode. Yeah, the right? sermon portion. Hot the rest of that shot. stuff is praise and worship and offering and stuff. <laughs> this is the the, the, the message, right? This yeah, is the sermon. Hey, come on, shot. So what's uh, the, wait a minute, real quick. Mm. <laughs> so what's the altar call? <laughs> the altar call is the... <laughs> <laughs> the greater conversation. Really? So what is the what is I am my brother Susan Keeper and the letter? What is that? The, pastoral uh, remarks. Pastoral remarks. You know, like you know, after you finish preaching, you just talk in. The second offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second offering is probably uh, I don't know, the black person self. The letter is the second offering. Okay. We're giving you something else. We give you a little bit something else. <laughs> yeah, that's something else. I'm talking well, everybody can participate. <laughs> Listen on that. Yeah, that that. It come on, shot. Glory to his name. So um, <laughs> yes, America has a problem, right? Mm-hmm. So that was it. If you're listening, that's the title of the episode. Um, and in election season, usually, um, I don't want to say displays that problem. It, it kind of reiterates and reminds us that America has a problem. Yeah. Uh, so election night was this past Tuesday. You know, election nights always stress me the hell out. So, you know, and my yes. the woman of God, she loves to watch CNN and look at the numbers and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be stressed and, me too. you know. I'm a combination and, of both. Yeah, but I, and, I, <laughs> and then I can't like, I can't like, you know, you know, not pick up the phone and check the Google and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because this, mm-hmm. this is a major election, right? Midterms, in my opinion, are some of the most underrated, um, but uh, most important elections, I do believe the midterms, the midterms kind of decipher and change, not decipher, kind of decide a lot of things are going on and how the the president's term uh, and what the, the next election is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, first, let's talk about our state, right? Mm-hmm. Our state, Georgia, Georgia. Um, and as you know, um, incumbent Governor Brian Kemp defeated our Democratic black woman star who we do love. So dearly, I would love to have her on the podcast, kind of discuss this and all that kind of go and give her her flowers. Mm. Um, uh, he beat her or he defeated her. <clears throat> and I heard he did say some, some other stuff like at his, at his speech, I want to say, but uh, I don't get into that. Um, so with that being things about states, because I, I think he said some, I think he said something what rumor has it, he says some stuff like, you know, uh, we you know we protected Georgia from her and all that kind of stuff. I need to go mm. back and listen. That's just rumor. So I ain't heard it. So I can't really go too far into it. But so, first and foremost, how do you feel about that, the governor race? What are your thoughts about it? What were your thoughts going in, thoughts going out, all that kind of good stuff? I think me and you talked about this a little bit online, mm-hmm. offline. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, call me green, overly optimistic. Mm-hmm. I really thought she had a chance this time mm-hmm. because she lost last time and there was some, you know, funky stuff around that. Yep. The way that she rallied Georgia with her um, with her own company and fair fair fight, yep, that's the fair name fight. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, getting all the people in Georgia registered and working through all the the hurdles that Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State were putting together about voting and and how Georgia turned blue right in the uh-huh. presidential election. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. if we get some of that same support. Right. Stacy's in there. I didn't think it was she was gonna win by like because Biden barely won Georgia, mm-hmm. and I thought Stacy was gonna inch on over to like that fifty one percent, right? Kind of right. like that too. Mm-hmm. I really thought it would be like a fifty one forty nine type of situation. Right. At least get a runoff, something. Yeah, or at least a runoff. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely thought she was gonna ease on over, and it just didn't happen. You brought up a great point. I, I, I'm gonna let you talk about it because you brought the point up. But I really do believe that he won because 
he wasn't a bad enough governor. Yes. Yeah, and you brought that up. Yeah, and I agree with that. That's the sad part. I feel like he, and we live in Georgia, he hasn't been terrible to where as of Georgians personally, we, we live in a different lifestyle than some of the our other folks, uh, either the rural folks or our folks who are in, in certain other classes. But it hasn't necessarily affected us negatively. Like He hasn't yeah. been a bad enough governor to where we're like, what is this nigga doing? You know what I'm saying? Although we did lose a lot of revenue from the world, not world, so from the All-Star game because of the the um was the anti was the anti gay or anti abortion bill something some kind something, of bill yeah <clears throat> we lost you know, revenue from that but that didn't affect us personally right um mm-hmm. it, he hasn't had any fumbles right in terms of Not any major real mm-hmm. any real fumbles to where mm-hmm. it was like <clears throat> we gotta get this nigga out of here mm-hmm. um so that's that was the bad thing um to your point right I do feel that she would have had a better shot seeing how it is it, okay so it's weird it's different levels. So, and I'm probably gonna talk about this later, but if you look at uh, Kemp's his his poster, his little things in the yard, yeah, it's really just a Donald Trump sign. Just that's Kemp instead. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't know if Donald Trump was was really going hard for Kemp. Um, well, you know, Kemp disassociated himself from Trump, right? And and during this election, it went a few ways. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's in Georgia, she's just in Forsyth County. They're just they're just racist. They're gonna be racist as racist mm-hmm. as gonna be. You know, so she got reelected, but and she's a major Trump supporter. But other than that, a lot of those Trump supporters, especially in my area, Gwinnett County, stuff like that, they they didn't get the votes. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a lot of the folks who were the major Trump supporters, they didn't get it. And I feel like since he disassociated himself from Trump, yeah, I think a lot of those votes, um, in I think going back to twenty twenty, a lot of those votes were. For Biden, were really against Donald Trump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that didn't, and it, and it wasn't a situation where people were voting for um, Biden. They just didn't want Trump back in. There. They just didn't want Trump, and especially with me, like I didn't want that nigga. Like I, if I'm choosing between two of them. I'm choosing Biden. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like Biden, but I was going to choose between you know, between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that being said, I feel like the turnout there was a, it was a solid turnout, but again, I think people were giving Brian Kemp the benefit of the doubt. Because mm-hmm. he hasn't come out and said anything, he's not he's not DeSantis, right? Yeah, he ain't That's Greg a whole Abbott. other thing, mm-hmm. right? He ain't Greg Abbott. Um, granted, he's had some abortion laws and some gun laws, and there really is no gun laws in Georgia. Like niggas can carry guns whenever they want to, but again, those aren't things I feel like that have negatively affected Georgians. Yeah. Um, so I think he he didn't make any major mistakes, which is why I feel like. Uh, um, Stacy did not win, um, but I guess my question is: since Stacy didn't win, unless you have something to add to, have anything to add to that? No, nope, okay. So within that, wh- where does where does Stacy go from here? What is what is her next? Step? You know, I think she continues to be the superhero that we need with fair fight action. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she, in the meantime, raises up some very quality organizers, mm-hmm. and she starts to platform them, mm-hmm. um, so that she can make the transition into. A different type of political office. Okay. Um, I don't want to see her run for governor a third time. I don't think, no, 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 especially no. not in, unless Kemp decides not to run and we get like right. a weak candidate. Then, um, and, and I'm not saying that she she can only be the weak candidate. I just understand the landscape of Georgia. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. So I think if you get and even and Kemp wasn't necessarily a strong candidate when he first oh, no, ran, no, but no, because no. now that he has a history and all this other kind of stuff, and he's a Republican choice. It made it kind of, you know, so it would have to be somebody very weak on the Republican side for mm-hmm. the Republicans to even think about 
either yeah. not voting or changing their vote right. to go with Stacey. Um, I know I don't know how she feels against becoming running in a on the Democratic Party side against like hopefully Warnock wins. Warnock or um was it John Ossoff? Is the other Senate? Yeah, John Senator? Ossoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how she feels about making a Senate run or a Congress run, but mm-hmm. I feel like one of those would work out in her favor. Um, if one of those other men don't run or ha- or God forbid Warnock loses, right? I think she can jump Ooh, in and beat Jesus. Herschel Walker um, in the <clears throat> next term. I also think her continuing her fight and remaining a very public national voice mm-hmm. positions her for a cabinet position at some point. Yeah, and if she's interested, um, and I'll run for the Oval. Um, cause as much as I love Kamala, I just don't think Kamala's going to be our first woman president. Not um, elected president. And, yeah. In many cases, you know, the vice president makes a run and becomes president. It's only a few times that hasn't happened. Shout out to Al Gore. Um, but in a lot of cases when the vice president runs, they are pretty successful. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see Kamala right. Of course, Kamala's been very quiet. Too quiet, and I think we talked about that before. I'm trying to cut you <laughs> off, but like she had criminal justice was the platform. We, I think you said it that she could have run on. Yeah, and and that could have been her. And trumped all, everything they said negatively about her as an attorney general in California. She could have came and did some major reform. Yeah, in this in her seat as vice president, she's done like nothing. Like in terms of they, for her to for her to make even if her even if Joe is running again in 2024. She still could be blazing a path, right? Yes. And yes. be like, well, say if Joe, say he doesn't run, say he passes away, you never know what could happen. She could have been, dirt. he is old. <laughs> she could have been already laying the ground. And imagine, let's say Joe runs again and he happened to win in 2024, mm-hmm. right? Because um, he could she, still pass him because he'll be even older. <laughs> yeah. So that, that could have been the thing. Or say, for instance, you know, you never know what could have happened. She just, I think she's, she's wasting a great opportunity um, of uh, wasting a great opportunity to where she could be using her space yeah. um, to, to build her name. Yes. Uh, even though she's yes. the first vice black vice president, first woman vice president, she whatever it is. history for that, but like, yeah, there's, there's nothing associated with that. Right. Really right now. And, and, and truth be told, Robinette won off of, off of the strength of, of, of being the vice president for Obama. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. So I think she and the fact that Trump going back to the uh, the campaign, yes. Trump messed up so badly that yes. niggas was just ready to get him out. Yes. <laughs> so and the thing is, so with Kamala, she had the ability, like she could have been blazing the trail right now, do what she got to do, mm-hmm. being prepared to get in the game. She needed to get in the game or stay where she is. But then after either 2024, 2028, right? There, there was an opportunity because she's still she's still young. She mm-hmm. could. She, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. she could she could she could she could be the next person she could be the first woman president that could be elected if she would have been I guess doing what she needs to do um right now I feel like she's been hella quiet which I I just don't like I don't like it either um so I we, we make that point to say I think Stacy has opportunity to become yep. that um does she have some challenges in terms of how society sees a president or vice president she's unmarried mm-hmm. um all these different she has natural hair like those are like while none of that matters to us it matters. Right, because I watched yeah, yeah. I watched the Hillary Clinton doc and how they made her change her hair and oh, become yeah. more feminine in her presentation and all these right. other types of things. Now, now Hillary Clinton do what she want to do. That hair to stiff, the pants was a tight. 
<laughs> she don't care. But when she was one of her critiques as a potential first lady at the time, well, while her husband was running, was that she wasn't woman, quote unquote, enough. She was too mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and while America has advanced politically, some of those same kind of, you know, yeah. stereotypes still exist. And I think yeah, that's going to be something Stacey would have to overcome. But I feel like if she mm-hmm. steps into a VP seat first, mm-hmm. and of course, we already love her. And Stacey, yeah. I believe, will blaze the trail while she's sitting in that number two seat so yep. that yep. when the time comes, she can be positioned to have a really great shot at becoming president. So I personally, that's what I think her plan should be is to continue fair fight action, keep raising mm-hmm. her profile in that way, raise yep. up some other people and platform them so yep. that when she does transition, the organization is still strong and you have other reputable faces now right. who can carry the torch and have the same impact as Stacey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that's 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 what I guess yeah, and I hope I, for. I can see DNC chair being the person that kind of finds who's next and all that. Mm-hmm. Kind of, there's there's so many great possibilities so many for her. Possibilities. I just don't want her to run for. I don't want her to run for Georgia again. Like I don't yeah, want no, that issue. No. I don't want that. And if she does again, like I said, Senate or Congress seat, but I just don't feel like she's going to make a run for that. So I just think position because listen, <laughs> if Keisha Lance bombs. Can get a presidential appointment. Hello, we all got shot at the White House, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say it that way. <laughs> when I tell you that one was just pretty and did nothing in that Atlanta office, <laughs> like the city of Atlanta didn't get any worse, it didn't get any better. Yeah. She literally just showed up to Listen, City Hall. If she showed right. up to City Hall every day, I don't know. She was on Instagram and all the things. She got all this credit for Georgia going blue, and it was like. She Girl did, did nothing. You did what? Like Keisha be getting all kind of like praise. I'm like what Keisha, what have you done? Keisha does nothing. I be I was telling somebody on a work trip this weekend, I'm like, y'all know Keisha they brought up. I said, Keisha ain't do nothing. Keisha didn't do that. Right. And, 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 not, and Keisha and, and, and she I'm ain't right right of the boats in, in Atlanta and like that. It wasn't even the thing. Like, and I'm not even here to put a woman under the bus, but I just have to be honest. Keisha didn't Keisha literally was a figurehead. She right. was in that seat, which is why she didn't run again. Because she knows right. she didn't do nothing. And she probably had some intel on this captain position she was getting, you know, betted for. Listen, this is off topic but on topic. What happened to Shirley Franklin? Where is she at? Angry. Because <laughs> every time I hear Shirley Franklin, she's always angry. <laughs> for those she's, that don't know, she's our former mayor of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When first I first came to Atlanta. First, uh, woman president of Atlanta. I mean, woman mayor of Atlanta. Yeah, when I first came to Atlanta, she was the mayor. So she was my first introduction as the mayor of Atlanta. So mm-hmm. just, you know. And she and Shirley used flowers. to have that voice. When she, when she, um, Backed you, you know what I'm saying? You you had it. Speaking of, Just, where's Kasim? After Andre destroyed him <laughs> in in the in the in the race, because you know Kasim was throwing all kind of darts at our frat brother. Mm-hmm. But you know Andre, well, Kasim's our frat brother. <laughs> he is. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that was he wasn't brotherly. He wasn't brotherly. <laughs> I tell you, oh, you told yeah. me every good brother ain't a good, good brother. brother. That's why I wasn't claiming to sing. You <laughs> but know. you know, he, he is what he is. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's edit that out. <laughs> yeah, now, we'll keep that in. <laughs> Sometimes you got to know. Lucifer was even in heaven once. <laughs> Hello. So speaking of, of terrible racists, um, head scratching, but it's, and this is, I'm going to say this. To you me, I think DeSantis. I said it. No, I was gonna say about Raphael and Herschel. Oh, because it it was head scratching, but it's not head scratching. This is one of those situations. I think you know, um, I believe that um, Raphael Warnock is who America thinks they are or should be, right? Mm-hmm. But Herschel Walker is who America <laughs> is. Who America is. is. <laughs> 
Herschel Walker is who America is. And the fact that these <laughs> these folks are so pressed, so desperate to vote for one of the dumbest people in the world. Uh, and I the, could be I, a card-carrying Republican, Brian. Like, I would have never cast never. a vote for Herschel Walker. I would have, I would have, I would have just not voted. I would have voted for the, that libertarian know, man. I didn't even know before yes. I voted for him. Not Roy a Walker. chance, not a chance in Hades. And it could have been a white man running a Democratic, right? And there's not a chance I'm, I'm, I'm voting for for Herschel Walker. There's not a chance in, in Hades. Like it just, and the irony of it all, the Republicans talk about and, and go back. And I don't know if you watched the God forbid with. Uh, Haven't finished. Okay. I don't know if you got to the part where they talked about, you know, uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. and his whole rise to political power and all that kind of stuff. That This made sense, but it also gives a level of irony to where white Christians, the more majority Christians, what have you, mm-hmm. um, they claim that the Republican Party is the Christian Party, the belief party. Child. But you literally have a person in Herschel Walker. And granted, mm-hmm. we all have, you know, all sin and fall short. We all know that. Blah, 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 blah. Right. You have a person who are Herschel Walker. Who don't don't even go to church, right? Um, has a his, spell church. Listen, has a strong history of uh, physical abuse, emotional yeah. abuse, um, getting abortions for multiple women, all this kind of stuff. And on the other side, you have a whole pastor, like a whole man of God, a whole reverend. Like MLK's church, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're like, nah. Mm-mm. But I, 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 you know, but I'm both versus social worker guy. A Morehouse man, <laughs> like the so many the, of the things the whites like. <laughs> listen, <laughs> hypocrisy in politics. This, this is another. Again, this is a blatant hypocrisy in politics, yeah. uh, in terms of the ideology and thought process behind folks. And really, the thing about Herschel Walker, I do believe he is a great candidate for a white uh, Republican voter, because why? He gonna do what you say do. He's gonna mm-hmm. vote Republican. He's gonna he's gonna occupy a certain seat, mm-hmm. and the goal is not really. It could, it could have been anybody in this. It could have been Dern, Shrek, running as a Republican, oh, and 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 they would have they would have voted for Shrek because they just want that seat. And it may, and I, mm-hmm. I get it, but also Herschel Walker is gonna be a, a yes man. Um, he gonna vote way he votes. He's not an intelligent person. He is just, you know, I'm not gonna be, in, I'm not gonna be derogatory to this black brother, but it's just he. Look, it could be derogatory to him. Some people, he's he he gives off <laughs> step and fetch coonery, you know. He's the he's the prototype of what what Southern whites love a dumb nigga. No, he reminds like, me all of he is. what Zeke. Yo, oh, from Power yes. Yes, the just, facial expressions, just the dumb. lack of awareness, the, just dumb. Right, speaking of turn, just and we in Georgia, and everybody's like, "What are y'all niggas doing?" Like y'all first giving us credit that we got Biden in there, and then now we over people scratching their head because now Stacy lost, and we going to a runoff with Ralphie. There's no, there's no reason why it should even going to a runoff. I mean, but. Because I feel like Georgia is becoming in the same political conversation of head scratching as like Florida. And I don't yes. know if you're going to get to DeSantis and yeah, Greg, yeah. Greg we, Abbott. We going, literally, going to that. Greg Abbott literally told the victims of that last, was it Valdau, Uvalde? Well, I can't remember the name. Uvalde? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Uvalde School. Basically told him stuff happens, get over it. Yeah. You voted that nigga back in. Back in. DeSantis has literally did everything to destroy human rights for people across the board. Yep. You voted him. 
yeah. back in. Oh, don't worry about that. And then you know. Miami, who the Demo, the Miami County, Miami Dade County, who the Democrats could usually count on for a like overwhelming number of support, was more than split this time with Republican support. So not only did y'all like some of y'all are now switching sides, mm-hmm. which is really telling, right? One of the supposedly one of the most diverse, but you know what? I'm gonna say this, and I hate to to continue to stretch the divide between the black and the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. But I believe there are so many white affirming Hispanic people. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And, and who, most of them know right? respect are Cubans. <laughs> yes, who who, who want to be white and want to live up to this white, who see whiteness as a standard that they mm-hmm. tend to lean that way. When yep. in many cases, unless you, I'm just going to say some stereotypes, are selling drugs are, <laughs> or, 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 or on a certain path to wealth in Miami, mm-hmm. like I've been to, I've been in Florida. It's a lot of poor Latinx people in Florida because they they are migrating to the state, right? Yep. So they're starting kind of from the bottom and building their way. And a lot of people who are building their way up and doing well, but I do know there's a cohort of people who are involved in illegal things, and then those who are just successful, right? Right. But the majority of those people, it's almost like poor whites, mm-hmm. who they lean. The only thing they have to lean on is their privilege. Yep. And they just figure because I'm white. I might be poor, but I'm still better than you. Right. And because those same Latinx people or of Cuban descent mm-hmm. rather come to America with that same perspective, I may be poor, but I align more with whiteness. I'm right. better than you. Therefore, right. I'm going to side with this. But it never helps you. Mm-mm. Because as soon as they send a, a, a green team, aka the folks to take away them green cards and stuff away from y'all, the deportation, mm-hmm. you're out of here. So I'm trying <laughs> to figure so I'm trying to figure out like why. Right. Why would you not? Why would you vote against this? Is my you're voting against your own interests, right? Because if it happened, right? Unfortunately, and I don't say that it's right, but if it happened, unfortunately, you would be out of here. Right. So you're voting against the interests that want to protect you, protect your family, protects a certain level of job security as you're tr- pursuing this quote unquote American dream, whatever the hell right. that is. Right. Um, you're you're literally voting against all your interests, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense that. You've aligned yourself with whiteness so bad that you've created this premeditated disposition to hate to be anti-black, right? And that's what it boils down to, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Yep, that's whole tip catch. Yeah, but, but that's not but even but that's, that's just no, no, but that's that's just real. It's, it's true. It's, it's just like it, it's uh, it happens all the time because a lot of people in, in Latinx culture and especially in certain places they fall into the assimilation, mm-hmm. like and it's and it's really a certain level of self hate. Yep. but it's also it's. And I've seen this in, in Asian culture as well, where they pit blacks and certain brown folks mm-hmm. against our Asian brothers or our lighter, probably complected, you know, um, Latinx folks, right? <clears throat> and basically they 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 push a stereotype, oh yeah, blacks are just lazy. That's why you can make it here in America because you work hard. Mm-hmm. Blacks don't do it because they they don't work hard. And they're lazy, but you can make it. So come over here, be on our side because, you know, don't worry about them. You can make it because you just work harder than right. them. So, and it's in its in its foolishness. It's um, I know some people who who, uh, in, in my in my my uh, the company work for people that some field representatives who live in the Maria area or Southern Florida area who are like, I'm not speaking Spanish. Like, no, like I'm I'm gonna assimilate as much as I can to American culture. Mm-hmm. And what does that assimilation to American culture look like? Republican, patriot, American flag hugging, all that kind of stuff. Um, and and they're never going to accept you. 
Never. N- never. Never. Never going to accept you. Never. Um, and we can we can go that's whole deeper. But yeah, yeah. So Georgia, Georgia, Florida, Florida uh, Texas, 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 <laughs> Texas, Texas. Uh, and I feel sorry for Beto because you know y'all just ain't this like his third or fourth time losing to. I think he ran for so I think he ran for congressman before. Yeah, he's, or he, he's not. Beto he's Rourke senator. Loses <laughs> he loses yeah. an election. He does um, lose an election. But shout out to Philly though. And this the state of Pennsylvania for getting Dr. Oz up out of here. Yes, thank God. God <laughs> and his first name like Metzi. Uh, Mehmet Oz or something like that. <laughs> and I think the only one that's outstanding right now, which I feel like Arizona's going to Arizona, is mm-hmm. Arizona. They taken the longest time uh to um uh to to I guess count them votes. So even as of right now, and this is as we're recording, they only got 70% reported. Mm-hmm. Um, it's currently 51-46 for the senator race and for the governor, which you have one person on one side, which she, Kari uh, Lake, she is a, um, she was on Fox News and all that kind of stuff. And she is a, a Trump supporter and mm-hmm. election denier, and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is. Um, it's, it's too close. It's Ain't that 50- why um, Trump and Kemp got into it, right? Because he wouldn't like deny the election in Georgia. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't deny the election in Georgia, which means that he would deny all the other people who won. And mm-hmm. then also um, our um, uh, secretary of state, I believe, or is it the, Bradsford, who got elected again, he's the mm-hmm. one that that Trump tried to you know throw darts at because he wouldn't say that the election in Georgia was rigged and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But this Carly Lake, she is that person, and she has a hit. Go out there and Google her. Um, she was stood up against drag and all that kind of stuff, the laws against drag, and she mind you had drag at her party. It's like she is the epitome of white Christian ish fake evangelical um, patriot America. Oh my God. She all those terrible, terrible things um, that Americans are. She's all that um, combined, and I think she's racially ambiguous. So we don't know what her race is. So she might be, you know, something. And I, but I'm, I'm not, you know, whatever. You know, here or there. But um, yeah. So I feel like Arizona probably going Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that. So any other points or any thoughts about you know, governor races? No, uh, not really. So a black man by the name of JB Smiley. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a black name ran for governor in Tennessee but again um, Governor Lee was kind of like Brian Kemp mm-hmm. Low- Did he didn't mess up and as much as J.B. Smiley actually got a lot more support than I thought mm-hmm. he would he would get um, I think here's the interesting thing I think some of the problematic whites mm-hmm. are catching hold to what while they are problematic and they probably agree with Trump I think they're looking at how Trump's political career is tanking mm-hmm. and they don't want any parts. Right. Like certain people can uphold that. But when you're in a place like Tennessee or even a Georgia, like mm-hmm. because Georgia and Tennessee and some of the other <clears throat> Southern States, like Memphis and Atlanta are miles apart in terms of like development and stuff like that. Right. But some of the similarities is that most of these States have one, maybe two major cities. Mm-hmm. Cause if you think about it, ain't nothing else in Georgia, but Atlanta in the Atlanta Metro mm-hmm. area. You right. got Athens that has UGA, but it's not a. If you snatch UGA up out of there, mm-hmm. what is Athens, Georgia? Right. If you're in Georgia, you know of Macon and Augusta, but those aren't like Savannah, maybe, but maybe maybe Savannah because of its tourist but, location and the beach. But, but it's, it's not a major not a, city, though. It's not a city. Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, some of them are the same. You got Birmingham, and pretty much that's it, right? That's Tennessee, true. you got Nashville, Memphis, that's it. Um, and so I think. 
I say all that to say, I think some of these, while some of these people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, you're voted by district. Mm-hmm. So she won't know my ballot. Oh, right. Yeah, right so, yeah. um, so of course you can be who you're going to be because your base is that. But when you're yeah. running statewide, citywide, countywide, things like that, I think you have to draw that line of your prejudice, right? Of your whatever bigotry that you you possess, because with Memphis being seventy percent black and democratic, it's going to always ten democratic. They will get your butt out of there, mm-hmm. right? Nashville do the same thing and I think it would end up being so close that even if you won you would be gravely afraid of what's next so I say all that to say although there were some other contests that happened around the United States like your boy um I can't think of his name what's the governor of California uh, uh, Newsom, Newsom, which, like he got real. Which like, is interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is interesting because some people say they hated him. They yeah. were trying to get rid of him. They was yeah because he was doing some radical. He was doing some radical stuff, and I think he's yeah. setting a blueprint. I think he's setting his blueprint for uh, he's a presidential he's run. Running. Oh, he's gonna run. He's he, gonna and, run. and I'm I'm a, I'm not hold. He's an attractive person. He's a handsome man. He has that that swag to where it's like mm-hmm. I can see him representing the United States. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the, and the Democratic Party's looking for they're looking for the next person. Who's the yeah. next person? And I think it's to run. Be so him. I can see that happening. I think it's gonna be him. But anyway, yep. like so some stuff like I know they want him out of there, but California is way too liberal to really just get yeah. him out of there like that. Um yep. but anyway, like I, I like even like with the squad, all of them getting reelected, they always in the news, but people love them and they're doing a really good job of advocating for the people. So I, I say all that to say Nothing else really surprised me mm-hmm. um, about the elections. I think I think the eyes were on Dr. Oz, so Phil, uh-huh. so Pennsylvania. The eyes were on Florida, Georgia, and Texas. Like yep. it was those four. And and, and I know we're about to go into some notable blacks who won some historical moments, but I don't want to diminish their moment. But I don't think those were the races we were kind of like, oh my god, no. No. let's make some change, right? Um, because we, because even though they won, I think we part of us expected them to kind of break those barriers in a sense yeah. because of where they were represented. It doesn't discredit their work, but I don't think we were as shocked that they actually pulled it off as we right. were like, why the heck did we do this again in Georgia type of situation? Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, before I get to the notable blacks, I'm going to kind of go about the red wave. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Happen. So what happened to the red wave? We, we, people thought that <clears throat> people were saying, pundits were saying in that, um, the the Democrats were gonna get destroyed during mm. this election season, nah. and it didn't necessarily happen. I think the South was the South. Shouts out to Arkansas and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a Trump. She was the Trump, uh, what the person that does media. What's the person's mm-hmm. name? She did that for a little bit. Her dad was John Huckabee, or is it John Huckabee? I don't know, but real staunch Christian, whatever. So Arkansas, that does not shock me. Um, but there has not been She's a press any, secretary. Press secretary, there was, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that, there was no red wave that we thought that people were saying they were going to be yeah so what are your thoughts on that real quick before we go to the nothing i think it goes back to what i just said i don't think anything was surprised like you said arkansas going arkansas so like if you yeah. had people of certain status in going back like pennsylvania probably been the most shocking because pennsylvania mm-hmm. in the last few elections have not been as blue as we thought they was going to be and then right. with dr oz having the type of name that he had mm-hmm. and loki having a chokehold on the blacks for 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 a while oh yeah shut out to oprah yeah that was machine she 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 didn't um she didn't endorse him um, not. um. So I so that was kind of like okay, great, y'all had some sense, but for the most part, like I'm not, I didn't expect the red wave to be because again, the red wave is still riding on, like the red wave was riding on the strength of Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and because Donald Trump's strength is diminishing, I didn't expect it to be this red wave. I just and it didn't happen. It was right. more like the Red Sea. It was parted, mm-hmm. 
that was <laughs> that was no that was no way. So they did what they did in certain spaces, of course. But I don't think it was anything. So, um, here's the here's the here's the here's the dichotomy for me. I didn't expect the red wave, and I also didn't expect the blue one. Neither. I expected every state to kind of land where they landed. So, mm-hmm. so the states that were like historically Republican and Democratic, I expected them to kind of land in those, and that's what we're kind of seeing right now. Right, right. I don't think we're going to see any big changes like that until 2024, when they when when his next set of senators and Congress people are up, and then this mm-hmm. presidential election is going to be interesting because if Trump runs again, does DeSantis make up? You know what is the, what does that primary look like? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Who's so somebody going to step up run. against Trump? Yeah. Right. And if you being such a Trump supporter, how do you actively how do you actively campaign against Trump? Because Trump gonna go dirty. You know, I don't think he care. If you put your race in against him, he's going uh-huh. to go dirty, no matter how yeah. much you supported him. So <laughs> and then it makes you look like a fool because you mm-hmm. you stood on all these principles and this man is gonna call out your dirt. Yeah. And let's go, let's go take a little stuff further. Imagine if DeSantis beats Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to endorse DeSantis. Oh no, he's gonna he's probably gonna endorse <laughs> Biden. <laughs> So it's that's that, so that is a is a whole nother storyline within itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Republican Party they're looking. I know Fox News was saying like they had to look at within themselves to see what they party got and all that kind of stuff, which is interesting. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So I'm gonna finish with this couple of notable black folks who won. Um, Ooh, real quick, real quick before we go. Yeah, yeah, I just thought go about something. Do you think the Republican Party will ever be the party of John McCain again? No, they don't. Uh, I think that that is over. John McCain. So the was, means the John McCain, the George Bushes are gone. I think they're pretty much done because who are the stars of the Republican Party? Like at this point, uh, Ted Cruz is a star. He's so a trash, pretty much they, they they are the Donald party Trump. of racism bigots. They're, oh, racism bigots. Um, I mean, they probably always have been, but like at least those guys had some type of moral compass. Yeah, yeah I, but I feel like there are some Republicans out there who uh, who just are Republicans. You know what I'm saying? Who have certain and mostly process. for the tax benefit, the taxes and money and yeah, small like, government. Yeah, right. Because we, we like we even said on we understand certain principles of a Republican and why people vote Republican. But mm-hmm. I feel like that I think like Donald Trump has pushed them to a place. To where they're now like the Democrats, like like mm-hmm. they're old school Democrats back in you know during the civil rights movement mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I feel they're at that point now. It's kind of hard to unwind because it's like once you lose that Trump base, where do they go? Right? Do they go Who back they to the party for? of John McCain? Like do they kind of reestablish themselves <laughs> I as think, quote I think, unquote true conservatives? I feel like at this point you kind of. Um, I feel like at this point they pretty much have already opened that can of worms, or yeah. say we can't put the toothpaste back in the toothbrush. Wait, can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? So I feel like they've already kind of shown themselves, shown themselves as the party, um, you know, within that. So I, I really don't know um, where you can actually go at this point. So yeah. that's that's kind of I feel like the dilemma for that party. I think they're gonna have to do some soul searching. I think even the Democrats are gonna do some soul searching and figure out where they're gonna go in the future, what thought process, what ideologies, uh, what the future looks like. Because at this point, it's absolutely crazy, and they got to figure something out on both sides. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, I think the only benefit that Democrats have is that we just talked about it. You have Gavin Newsom. You have a few other people who have risen up to show potential as the next stars of the party, so they kind of have an idea. Of where the party can go. Uh, I think that's the only. Not to say that they're going to be perfect candidates. But I feel like they have a better picture. Um, because you, because even outside of Gavin Newsom. You have Stacey Abrams. You do have Beto O'Rourke. You do have. Where's Julian? I don't know. <laughs> Man of God, Reverend President, lost. I don't even remember. I don't remember him. 
Ain't his brother like a congressman or senator in Texas or something? I mean, I'm Googling him right now. Me too. Uh, he's, I remember he was like Republican, right? Wasn't he? Hmm. His brother was a Democrat. I feel like, I feel like he didn't know he Spanish. Was and that. President Obama's, what happened to him? Did he have like a, a scandal? I don't know. I have no You're idea. Right. I'm looking at him now. Uh, I don't think oh, he's a professor at Harvard. Okay. He got it. He getting paid. Right now. Former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Elon <clears throat> Castro, named Klinsky Professor of Practice for Leadership and Progress. Okay, you know what? Will teach a course on leadership in urban America. Oh, he graduated from Harvard in 2000. Well, you know, I was tripping. Yeah, so that makes sense. I was thinking about uh, Marco Rubio. I'm tripping. So, oh, yeah. no, Brian. Sorry. Different people. No, and I really wanted Julian Castro to be up there. I really like him. Hey, listen, he can he can make a comeback. You never know. Um, he's a secretary. Yeah, he can he can do some other things. He's quiet now, and now that he's a professor, um, maybe that means that he could be like secretary of education or something at yeah. some point. And, but would yeah. you want to go back to another cabinet position? Nah, I would go for the top spot. I think he has the ability to do yeah. it. I think that the the the, the he's a light he's like a plugged um Latin Latino, um. Mm-hmm. So he he would he would get a solid uh, vote from our brown brothers and sisters. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if he has he worked with Obama, so I feel like he yes. might get that Obama support, which means you might get yes. a certain level of black support. Um, at that point, you really yes. gonna have to win over the the whites. The whites, yeah. yeah. All right, notable blacks. Let's get into that. Notable Blacks, um, <clears throat> I'm just going to name, name them. We're going to kind of give them some congratulations and flowers. Westmore uh, becomes the first black governor of Maryland, which is a big thing. I think there was only mm-hmm. three black governors in the whole history of the United States, which is not crazy, but crazy. Um, Summerlee, the crazy. first black congresswoman uh, of Pennsylvania. Uh, and these are all mm-hmm. northern northern states, so this is not surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Brown, the first black attorney general of Maryland. <laughs> He's from Maryland too. Ain't, ain't, but ain't they from the DMV though? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anthony Brown, uh, so first black attorney general of Maryland. Ooh, he, he better he better play uh, Worth at his inauguration, right? Just cause, and that's a big that deal. Is so good. That's a big deal because Maryland has a lot of stuff that they can deal with as far as a black person as attorney general for Maryland. That's a big deal. Uh, a lot that's of a lot of color folk in Maryland too. Right. Um, Stephanie Thomas, the first black woman secretary of state mm-hmm. for Connecticut, again up the north. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Ooh, a this girl. is this is a a notable, but this is actually in Florida, which is weird. Maxwell Frost, mm-hmm. first member of Gen Z in Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but again, you said like Congress, you you kind of really dealing with a certain area. So you got to kind of work with your base. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea mm-hmm. Campbell. Uh, these are all black names too. Uh, Andrea mm-hmm. Campbell, first mm-hmm. black woman attorney general of Massachusetts. And then last mm-hmm. but not least, Austin Davis, first black and youngest lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Maryland, and just up north, like, right, out here doing some great things um, for some black folks doing some great things. So um, that's some great stuff. I don't, do you have anything to add to that? Anything to say that before we wrap up this this part here? No, let's just, as we, as we inch on into the next two years, mm-hmm. um, I think in between, there's a few, probably some local elections that's going to happen. I know the Memphis mayoral races next year. I just know that because I'm from Memphis, mm. which also means there's probably some other cities where there's some mayor races. And I think we've heard this time and time again, the biggest change that you likely want to see mm. is by voting and supporting those local elections. Yep. Um, that's where you're, you're going to see like sheriff. some real reform, right? Yes. City council persons, like those judges, those county spots, things like that is what's going to really um, have some really big change. So make sure that we're consistently voting. 
Yep. We're consistently voting. Yep. And then by the time 2024 comes, we'd have bent that muscle because next year we're about to start. We're about to, we're going to know who's running for president. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's going to be 2023. Yep. And they're going to start campaigning like summer of next year. They're going to start mm-hmm. making their announcements and getting ready for primaries and all the different kind of stuff. So we're, 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 we're literally going into the next big election season right now because 2022 is just about over. Um, so hopefully with that happening, it'll keep us, um, keep that muscle strengthened so we can exercise that vote. And we just can't get tired, y'all. Right. I know we say it every election season. Me and Brian was on our um, high horses in 2020. We was like almost a mini CNN over here. Right. Um, but it was, and we might be like that in 2024. So get get prepared to be sick of us now. Please. Um, but it is so critical, I think, that we just stay informed and understand that as much progress, I'm not talking to us blacks right now. I'm talking to us. Come mm-hmm. in and listen to me because I've become an uncle. So come listen to uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so important that as much progress that we know that we've made, mm-hmm. that we still understand that there's so much more progress so to be more. made, mm-hmm. right? Um, with the rise of Donald Trump, it emboldened a group of people that was once really quiet and yep. hidden. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of thwarting some of the work that has been done, which causes us to continue to have to work harder yep. for the things that we want and the things that we're looking for. So this is not the time for us to be passive or complacent. But it's the time for us to be radical in whatever way is most comfortable and befitting for you. So that may not be that may not be working the polls, that may not be on a campaign, that may not be at a rally, that may not be even be marching in the streets. But even if it's just calling and texting your influence of friends, your soaker of influence to let them know that we need to vote, we have to stay vigilant. Matter of fact, <laughs> side 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 note, mm. I told my I always tell my mama, I don't care how old I am, that I was on the plane. No, usually people say, be safe. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you get in. My mama said, be safe. Love you. Stay vigilant. <laughs> I said, what would that guy say? <laughs> she, she must have consecrated for complication. Because I right. was like, well, where Stay did vigilant. this even come from? <laughs> Stay vigilant. I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, but anyway, that is my encouragement to us. Like, we've been running for Jesus a long time. We can't get tired. We can't get tired. So. That's all. Anything, any encouragement you want to give to the same? December sixth, Georgia, go back. And that other go back to it. December sixth. Yes. Yes. December 6th. I know you why you're out Christmas shopping. Stop on the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and vote. Please do okay. it. Okay. All right. That's it. That wraps up all our right. living room. We're gonna go over to what is it, black person self care? Do are we doing black person yeah. self care this week? Or are we what we do? Yeah, okay. Let's do all right. It. Let's do it. All right. We're here at Black Person Self Care. I am my brother's keeper. I'm my brother's keeper. Black Person Self Care. Um, so, Josh, what are you doing this weekend, or plan on doing, or have something you've been doing uh, to take care of your black-owned body? So, I traveled this past week for work, and I'm traveling all of next week for work. So, this week, I might sound like a broken record, but I am going to rest. But more importantly, um, kind of take some time to start getting my life and stuff together. We're going to the holidays. I'm taking some major time off. Um, I already. I put in for vacation for I'll be off with Brian mm-hmm. from December twenty first to January. Holiday, that's good. That's good. Oof, I'm gonna be off. Yes. And so what I'm doing now is really grinding hard and making sure things are in place. So when that time comes, I am if I do work, I'm working on passion projects. Mm-hmm. So developing things for the podcast, thinking about my writing career, like stuff like that. I'm not gonna be actively putting in work. For nobody's nine to five. Right. Um, so this weekend will be a part of that as I prepare to go out of town for a week. You know, I have a wife and two children. So certain things just need to be in place because of my absence. Um, so that's, it's going to be a lot of organizing and strategically thinking about navigating that week. 
um, with Asher pretty much being a single parent <laughs> for <laughs> about four days. Um, and then when I come back, bro, Thursday night, I gotta I gotta go in the office for an all day team retreat. Wow, on Friday, so retreat. In I'm going to rest as much as possible. Right, a retreat in the office. It's really just a team meeting. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And then oh, so Jaden is in the semifinals of the playoffs. Look at God. Um, so going there. So if they win this weekend, they go to their Super Bowl next weekend. So okay. you and the family are cordially invited next weekend okay. to the Super Bowl. I'll let y'all know if they make it. Um, so yeah, it's been a great season. The last five games, they beat every team with a mi- with a minimum of twenty four points to zero of wow. every team that they beat. They've wow. been stumping these little other boys out. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really good. They're the only team in their their league left to mm-hmm. compete. Their third grade teams, every other kindergarten, second, fourth, and fifth grade, first, fourth, and fifth grade have all lost in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So third grade's the only one still in that thing. So go Marietta Blue Devils. Oh, bless your heart. Um, yeah. How about you, bro? Don't know. Uh, I got a haircut yesterday. So, <laughs> well, if you're going to convocation, you're going to be with the Lord. That's what you. <laughs> I'm be with Jesus. I'm rededicating my life to the Lord. Uh, I want you to get a toe tap in at FedEx Ford. Uh, and it, it's not gonna be at FedEx. Oh, what did what, what did y'all downsize to? Are oh, y'all at the Renaissance? Yeah, at the um at the convention. How is that impossible? They did do some renovations, so I don't know if they expanded some of the rooms, but I still don't think it's big enough. No, no, like ten. I think it's like ten thousand seats. Eighteen was at the FedEx. Maybe they're anticipating that because of COVID and people ain't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not on the committee. That's poor plan. You giving them, you giving too much. I'm not on the committee. Give them too much credit. But that's it. I'm not. I'm going to complication. What toe tap at the at the? Listen, old school Memphis. I'm a toe tap at the cook. Listen, at the cook of Right. I'm gonna bless his name wherever I am. I'm gonna drink ah, somewhere. I, I think it's a bar. I think it's a bar in my, in my hotel. So I'm gonna drink. Are you going? To, <clears throat> are you going to Catfish Cabin? It's gone. It is no longer there. <laughs> it no longer exists. Chris uh, showed me the other day. He said, "Look, remember that building?" I said, "That Catfish Cabin." He said, "Yeah, it doesn't exist no more." Yeah, Catfish Cabin closed. Yeah, they were struggling pre-pandemic mm-hmm. to stay because they weren't just as good as they were back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of those restaurants. Just a super side note: when restaurants were already kind of struggling pre-pandemic, when the pandemic hit. That was a miracle. Shut it down. Because when I was a kid, before I even knew about Cathedral Faith doing that ridiculous trip to Catfish Cabin, Catfish Cabin was the seafood place, like for black people anyway, mm-hmm. in Memphis. Like when I'm talking about a minimum wait of 30, 40 minutes to get your table, mm-hmm. like that stuff was good. And mm-hmm. just over the years, bro, I don't know if it was a change in management, it just got bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, bad. I believe it. And niggas stopped going. And of course, mm-hmm. just kind of, but it was a Memphis staple for a while. But anyway. Oh, you going? You gotta go to pick. You going to pick a deal? <laughs> I don't like. I don't go to pick a deal better, in Atlanta. You better go. I didn't either. But when I, every time I went home for convocation, I was at pick a deal with the Saints. You hear me? <laughs> I don't know. Get my Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and my gelatin. Listen, old people. Food. I'm eating my jail meal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. At the nursing home. Pick a deal. Pick a deal. Pick a deal. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, All right, okay. let's go to the listener. Enjoy. Letter. Let's go to the listener. Enjoy. <laughs> Jesus, bro, don't do that. You don't want going. You don't want going back to Memphis. So you got to do all I'm the things. Not going no darn Piccadilly uh, cafeteria. <laughs> you take my niece to Piccadilly. She got to experience Piccadilly. <laughs> not a chance. She probably would like it too. No Brooklyn. You you let Brooklyn come over our house. We take her to Piccadilly. We going to the Piccadilly on Car Parkway. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, that's almost she gonna, come back, she gonna come back asking for y'all to take her to Piccadilly. 
Uh, all right. We can go, we can go see the Rodney Jenkins department. Let's do it. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Wait, hey, 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 Mr. Bozeman. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Josh. Listen, y'all know that the Jigsaw Podcast is about figuring things out as millennial adults. And sometimes that means... Things don't go the way we want them to go. That is one of the craziest parts of adulting and living this life. And we experienced this right here on the podcast. Brian and I had a listener letter that was top tier. We had a great conversation that was really good. We had an ending that was out of this world, an outro that was absolutely amazing. And due to technical difficulties, we lost it all and cannot recover it. So instead of prolonging um, delivering the episode any further, we decided to release what it what we wanted to give you all. The living room is there. The billboard is there. Everything is there. Um, we love y'all. Again, as always, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for hanging on in there. So sorry that we couldn't complete this episode, but we're going to get back to this listener letter um, and everything else that we discussed in our very next episode. So until next time, y'all, love y'all, peace, and all that fall to all. <laughs> See y'all next time.